Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. My name is Melissa Dealey and I am the host of the show. And today I am bringing to you a good friend of mine, Whitney Cobrin. She is a relationship coach. Whitney, welcome to the show. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And of course, it's the month of February, which is the month of love. So it's perfect to have you on the show. And just to introduce you a little bit to the audience, uh, Whitney has an educational background in psychology and 15 years of professional recruiting, matchmaking, and coaching experience. Whitney now fulfills her life's purpose as a love coach for women. Her signature coaching program, Love Yourself and Attract Lasting Love, incorporates holistic healing and aligns the whole self, including mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical dimensions. So I just love the opportunity to talk about this here today, right before Valentine's Day, Whitney. But before we dive into who you are today, I would love you to share your story because every single one of us has a journey. How did you get here? Sure, I would love to. I knew from a young age that I wanted to be a counseling psychologist. So in college, I studied psychology. And at 23 years old, right when I was about to become a psychologist, I had been working with people at crisis centers and addiction centers. And I had this realization that people don't change unless they want to change. And it was very frustrating to try to lead a horse to water and watch it not drink. And plus, at 23 years old, I thought, what life experience do I have? So I changed my career trajectory and went into business and ended up working in recruiting and talent acquisition for 13 years. Along the way, at 24, I had my son, which was um, a stressful period in my life, to say the least. I struggled with relationships. It was a nightmare. And at one point, I just realized, I can't keep going through this merry-go-round and emotional roller coaster. I got to figure this out. So I started reading all the relationship books I could find, learning from love experts, and I met and married my husband after that. And unfortunately, after we were together for five years, um, my husband passed away very suddenly, unexpected. He was only 37. Um, absolutely and, and sorry that you had to go through that yeah it was yeah. you know it was just the last thing that I would have expected in life but it was no like no one ever asks for that kind of an outcome right so it's just it's traumatic and shocking and yeah yeah it was like the happily ever after happened and then mm -hmm. it was all took taken away 
And it gives me a perspective that I'm able to help other people now who are in that position, who are going through a divorce unexpectedly. I've worked with other widows, um, just people that they think that life is done and they can coast and then something big happens. And I know you deal with that too, with health um, challenges that come up and just surprise people and change everything. So, so in, in my case, I took that tragedy and within four years, I, I have a new home in a new state. My son's in a new school that's great for him. I have all new friends. I have a new career that I absolutely love and is super fulfilling that I never would have had before. So it's not that I would have ever asked for it. And I don't like that people say things happen for a reason. I do have a belief that things have a way of working out even though it may not look like it in the beginning. Um, yeah, so power of 2020 hindsight when we look back, right? And we can yeah. see things can work out, right? We yeah. have to keep putting one foot in front of the other in order for them to work out. We can't give up. And that's what you did. That's a, a, a powerful story and testament to your resilience. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I started working as a matchmaker after that happened and after I was just over my corporate nine to five HR management role. Um, and when I was working as a matchmaker, it was awesome. I loved it. I have some couples that are married now. I have couples that are still together. Um, I even matched myself at that time and I just got engaged over Christmas break. Oh, congratulations. After. Super exciting. And can yeah. I just stop you there? Because I just want to ask when you say I worked as a matchmaker, was that working for a company for someone else at that point? Still not your own business at that point? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was working for a larger company and I had all female clients. I had one male client the whole time, mostly all female. And what I found was many of them I could set up on date after date with guys that are just the right match for them. And it just wouldn't work out. And that got me really curious. And that's when I started uh, looking into how I can help them further. So I got my coaching certification and I started coaching my matchmaking clients. And then that evolved into, I just want to do this full time and coach women how to be their own matchmaker and how to uh, really have an amazing relationship with themselves first and then with someone else. I love that. I love that you saw where the gap was, right? And then now you filled that gap because you're so right that we can match people with their perfect partner, except if we still live in limiting beliefs, we might know what we want, but the limiting beliefs are getting in the way of us actually creating that by you know pulling us back or triggering behaviors, et cetera, that get in the way. So I love that you recognize that there's this gap and it's not just about matching two people together, but it's also about shifting the beliefs into who we want to be, how we want to show up and understand who we want to attract in order for that matchmaking to be successful. Yes, exactly. I love it. So how long have you been working for yourself doing this now? I started in 2020. <laughs> so it's awesome. been about a year and a half now. Yep. Yeah. And I love how you also said that you match made yourself and now you're engaged. So have you set a wedding date? Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Still we, new. 
we live together with our two teenagers. We, you know, we're, we're very happy. We are very close to being married. I think we'll probably just run away and go do it somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So Valentine's Day is coming up. In fact, this episode comes out on February 12th. So there's so much hype around Valentine's Day. There's so much pressure and a lot of it comes from the marketing of it, right? And societal expectations, et cetera, et cetera. So talk to me about that. You know, the reality of Valentine's Day compared to the expectations and where does that leave people? Oh my goodness. Valentine's Day is such a double-edged sword. It can be so lovely because it's an opportunity to really devote your energy and efforts towards your partner and how much you love them or the people in your life that you love. Even if you're not in a relationship, you can send Valentines to your friends, your family, your kids, parents, all of that. But it has a dark side. And if you look at the history, the history is very convoluted and it it really is a hallmark holiday. They really did create (laughs) cards for this holiday to sell. And so a lot of it is very gimmicky. People buy little plastic throwaway things that are bad for the environment. It's, It's a lot of stupidity around Valentine's Day, in my opinion. But the worst part is, uh, the number one day for breakups out of the whole 365 days a year is the day after Valentine's Day. Wow. I thought you were going to say the day before, but nope, the day after, because Mm -hmm. what people realize is, oh, my partner didn't meet my expectations. My partner didn't step up in the way that I wanted them to. I feel sad. I feel disappointed. This relationship isn't worth it. I'm out. Mm. So I'm sure that some of those relationships probably did need to end, but I believe that a lot of them could have been saved just through healthy communication. Hey, babe, here's what I'm thinking about Valentine's Day. What are you thinking? Oh, I had a very different picture. Here's what I was thinking. And then you come together. And I think that a lot of people have these expectations that their partner should be able to read their mind, that their partner needs to swoop in and do some grand gesture. And it just doesn't happen that way a lot of times because people have different viewpoints, different expectations. Um, I've never really been one to celebrate Valentine's Day because. I believe that every day is Valentine's Day. I tell my partner yeah. I love him every day. We yeah, go out on dates. for one day. Yeah, like, why yeah. wait for one day? Yeah, why put so that. much pressure on one day? It's, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. And I love what you were just saying about, you know, the communication and the expectations, because in my last podcast, I was talking about the love languages and the work of Gary Chapman. And that might've been one of the books that you read when you were diving mm-hmm. into your own journey. And it's so true that we have different ways of receiving love and different ways of giving love. And when that's mismatched, that can also be, you know, leading to mismatched expectations, right? So that person that looks at, you know, or expresses love in acts of service, you know, maybe it's doing the dishes, doing the laundry, making a meal as their way of showing love. But the other person, if it's receiving gifts, they're not receiving those acts of service. And so that can cause a huge problem. And then of course, there's that book. I I don't even get the title, right? It's like men are from Mars, women are from Venus or the other way around, whatever it is, but another great book, maybe one that you dove into one that I read years ago 
just showing, you know, the difference between men and women. And so the basic need to overcome that as well with healthy communication. Yes. And when we talk about the love languages and how different people receive, we have to think about the golden rule is not do unto others as they you would have them do to you. When it comes to relationships, we need to treat others as they want to be treated, mm-hmm. not necessarily how we want to be treated. And there is a big difference between masculine driven people and feminine driven people. And I say people because it's not always male, female, Um, I'd say probably at least 80% of women lead with feminine energy and 80% of men lead with masculine energy. Um, But understanding the differences between the masculine side and the feminine side is so important because we have different needs and desires and different ways that we communicate as well as different ways that we need to be communicated to. And it's very complex. And it's one of those things that they don't teach you in school. And most of us don't learn in our homes either. Most of us come from families that have dysfunction of some level, everyone. And it's, I love that you say it's not taught in school because that's how you and I first met actually. And I had a really good chuckle when we were in a breakout room together and you said, remember that relationship class that they taught you in high school? Oh, right. They didn't teach that. And I had a good chuckle because as my audience knows, I'm always talking about the fact that our health and everything that I'm sharing with the audience today is also not taught in school, right? And so, so much of adulting is learned along the way. And as you say, can come from beliefs that we pick up in our subconscious mind at a young, young age, under the age of eight. Uh-huh. And that can be from, you know, dysfunctional experiences as a child, those beliefs about ourself, you know, I'm not worthy of love comes out in adulthood as the inability to have a powerful relationship, because every time it starts to get good, the subconscious mind will figure out a way to destroy it because I'm not worthy. Right. Yes. yes. And I see that with the women that I work with, I can see a lot of the we do dig into their current beliefs and we look at where those beliefs came from. And it's one step to know, oh, I have this belief and to have that knowledge, but we really have to take it a step further to reframe that belief and embody a new belief to be able to change the way that we feel. I mean, our beliefs are the root of our thoughts, our emotions, our reactions, our interpretations, our behavior. Once we can evolve and reframe our old beliefs that don't serve us into something that helps us get to where we want to be, uh, it's really a turning point for, for anyone. And the great news is, is that we can absolutely do that, right? Yes. And that comes with the help of a coach like yourself that can help you, you know, see from the outside because we're just so used to ourselves and we carry all of this, this with us and it's buried deep in our subconscious and we're not aware of it until Mm -hmm. someone else helps us draw it out. And then once it's drawn out, we can replace that belief, as you said, that's no longer serving us with a new, better serving belief of who you are today and where you want to go. That belief served you way back when as a child, when it was formed, it's just not serving you now. 
Yes. And so the power of our subconscious mind and understanding it is so important. And I love digging into that work. So I love that you do that and you're helping your, your clients with that. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. So just talk a little bit more about the polarity of the feminine and masculine energies. I know you said 80% of women are showing up as feminine, 80% of men are showing up as masculine, but I know in my own experience, 24 years in the corporate world, I think, well, I know now in hindsight, looking back that much of my feminine was kind of drummed out of me in that world, right? I kind of naturally had to show up in my more masculine state. So let's talk about that and how that happens and how that impacts relationships as well. Yes. And that's the case for so many people. And it was mine as well. Um, We first need to understand that everyone has both masculine and feminine energies within us. We have, and what are masculine and feminine? Well, masculine is more of the pushing, driving structure, and feminine is more of the uh, fluid, receiving um, type of energy. So if you think about people, two people salsa dancing, it's not that one is strong and one is weak. And I think a lot of people have this idea because we grow up in this male dominated society and we're led to believe that our masculine energy is the only thing of importance at school and at work. Um, And this comes from way back in the day, we were very much pigeonholed into you're a female and you must do this. and, And it became stifling. And so we had a revolution and that was amazing and great. But now it's like the pendulum has swung so far in the other direction that we're almost not allowed to be feminine. It's like when somebody is uh, in their young 20s says, well, I don't go to work and I don't want to go to college. I just want to get married and have kids. It's like, how could you do that? (laughs) And for some people, that's what they want. And true freedom is allowing anyone to have what they want and not saying, no, you have to go to work and do this and and do that. So, And just before you go on there, I just want to also point out what's really interesting in that history is if we go back even further in history or we look at tribal cultures or Aboriginal cultures, what's super fascinating is who is running the show there, right? It's the women. It's the women that are getting the water. It's the women that are working the fields and making the meals, et cetera, et cetera. And very often it's the men sitting around socially doing whatever. I mean, that's what you see. And yet they're in the, in the more modern era, it stemmed up that it was the men that went to work and did all of that. And the women stayed at home. And yes, they were, you know, supposedly in the kitchen and looking after the kids, et cetera, et cetera. But even back then there was a shift from the women that were kind of running to the show to the men that were running the show. And then, as you say, now it should be that true freedom for each individual to be able to choose. Mm-hmm. And what we find is if you have a truly feminine nature, like I believe you and I definitely do, 
when we are in a position where we're constantly in our masculine, we're constantly having to push things forward and have structure and create process and, and turn off our feminine, it's exhausting. Sure, we can do it, but it's exhausting. And I came across this a lot with my matchmaking clients who were very successful women who really learned how to channel and funnel their masculine energy. And then they would say, I intimidate guys. They're just afraid of me. I make more money than them. And I, I find it hard to believe that you're intimidating. It's just that the attraction is not there. And the thing about masculine and feminine energies is that they're like polar opposites on a magnet. They're on the same spectrum. And the further out on the spectrum they are, the more masculine and the more feminine, the more attraction they have towards each other. If you're in the middle, then you have a platonic relationship. Like you think about um, two girls that are friends and you're very similar. There's not so much, there's not really a sexual attraction. It's, it's that difference and that polarity that creates it. And if you go back 100,000 years ago to ancient humans, the masculine was strong and powerful and the feminine was strong and powerful. So even though we had different duties and different responsibilities, both were important, both were needed, and both were powerful. Mm -hmm. And what's happened over time is, you know, when we got to the place where the feminine was not respected or admired and they were on witch hunts because powerful women were threatening to the men that were in power and in control. You know, there is some of that in our history, um, but we also don't want to live our lives now like a victim of the patriarchy. You know, oh, I didn't get that job because of the patriarchy, or I didn't get that because of it's all the white man's fault. And I don't know, we could go on and on about that. But um, I, I try to coach people to have their own experience and to become what they were always meant to be. You know, I don't take people and change them from one thing into someone new. What I do is I help them shed all of the conditioning and false beliefs and limiting beliefs and pain and trauma and hurt so that they come back to their core and their essence and the person that they were really always meant to be, which is really fun. That is really fun. And <laughs> such an in, incredible process for people to go through, right? To truly find who they were always meant to be because that's when they feel like they're living in flow they are showing up as their best self every single day and that's where we find love and joy and peace and ease in our life it's when we're trying to be someone we're not that as you say it's exhausting and it's there's discomfort in that and it's can be painful right but yeah. sometimes that's all we know because that's who we've been raised to believe we should be rather than being able to find our true inner self. So I love that you coach people through that. Yes. I love all of this. It's super fun. <laughs> I just want to share a little story because I don't know if you're aware of it. I want to just go back to the, the Valentine's Day. Um, I was raised in Japan and Japan is a very male dominated society. Uh, even to this day, and they have Valentine's Day, but they also have White Day, 
which is a month later on March 14th. So on Val, and I could be getting this backwards, but I'm pretty sure on Valentine's Day, the women give to the men. But then on White Day, the men give to the women. And I always thought that that was so interesting that in this male dominated society, that they are the ones that actually have this um, reciprocal day of Valentine's Day. And uh, as much as they are very male dominated, they do also show a lot of care for one another in society. So I think it's their deeper roots that are coming out there. But it could also be a marketing gimmick because they're very good at <laughs> taking things and figuring out a new way to make money. So maybe it's another Hallmark day because now that's another day that a whole bunch of people are buying a whole bunch of gifts. I don't know, but I just thought I'd share that little story with you in the audience. Yeah, um, so you have a new course coming up. So tell us about that. Yes. So I have a couple of courses actually, mm -hmm. um, but my primary course is called Love Yourself and Have Lasting Love. And this is for women. And I work with women at all stages of love. So it could be that you are single and working on yourself. It could be that you're dating and trying to navigate the confusing world of online dating. It could be that you're in a relationship but not fully feeling satisfied. Or it could be that you're going through a breakup, a separation, or a divorce. Whatever stage you're at, this program really helps you to become the person that you want to become by the end of the four-month program. So if you want to become someone who is strong, independent, resilient, ready to take on the world, ready to stand on your own two feet, that's what this program gives you. If you are someone that's single and really wants to have love, then this program will help you to find someone and meet someone and become your own matchmaker and learn how to date and learn how to attract high quality men through the, this masculine feminine polarity. Um, and if someone's really going through a rough time in their relationship, I will help them to get peace and clarity and help them to know, is this relationship bad for me? Is this toxic? Do I need to get out? Uh, should I move on and look for someone else? Or what can I do to make this relationship better and make it work? And so all of that is covered. And um, yeah, like I said, it's about a four month program. Awesome. So how can people um, that are interested in that get hold of you and um, learn more about the program? Yes, my website is WhitneyLoveCoach.com. And you can sign up for individual courses. You can sign up for a discovery call. I will give anyone an hour conversation where we will talk about where you are now, where you wanna be, what your patterns are. We'll even talk a little bit about your past and childhood and see what, uh, what the main issues are and where we would need to address and how I might be able to help. So I invite and encourage everyone. I have limited time on my calendar. So go there now and, and pick a date and time and fill that up. And I would be happy to talk to you more about the programs. Um, there's also a free gift on my website. It's geared towards women who are looking to have a better relationship or love life. And it's called Three Shifts to Manifest Your Ideal Relationship. 
And I've added that into the show notes and we'll also add your discovery call link into the show notes as well. So thank you very much for both of those. That's super generous. And as you heard her say, her calendar fills up, especially when she's offering you an hour of her time. So don't delay, book that now so that you can bring yourself and your relationship to the next level or find that relationship that you've been looking for. So I've absolutely loved this conversation with you, Whitney. I love what you're doing. And I think there's so much need for it in today's world. As we discussed, it's not something taught in high school. It's not something that, you know, as human beings, we are naturally good at learning, right? So getting the guidance and support of someone like yourself is so important in just raising your level to have an authentic, meaningful relationship uh, to the next level is so important. Yes. So this, of course, all ties into health because when we're living in that place of love and joy, we're elevating our energies, it's strengthening our immune system, we're feeling healthier and just enjoying life more. And I love to ask my um, guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Oh, it, it really resonates. And I think a lot of people, when it comes to their love lives, they ignore problems. They ignore that they feel lonely or they ignore that their partner is not giving them what they want. And they just let it deteriorate and get worse and worse and worse and worse. And they wait until they're at rock, rock bottom. They wait until finally there's a big explosive awful divorce or they wait until they're so hurt that they can barely get out of bed. And so I encourage people take action now. If you feel like your life could be just a little bit better, why not take that effort and put your time and energy into making it better? Um, there's no reason to wait for that wake up call. There's no reason to wait for things to explode or to get so bad that you just can't take it anymore. I 100% agree. And again, it's the same with our health. I don't know what it is about us humans, but same thing. We wait and wait and wait until our symptoms are absolutely screaming and yelling at us to do something about our health. And sometimes that's when, as you said, I can't even get out of bed now. Mm -hmm. I've let it get so bad versus addressing the signs early on, right? Yeah. So and, important. And I, I like to say that average people learn from their mistakes. Stupid people don't learn from their mistakes. <laughs> but really smart people learn from other people's mistakes. So if you can look at someone else who's had this health thing happen, or you can look at someone else and see what happened in their relationship. And if you can learn from that without having to go through it, then that's, that's winning. That puts you in that category of really smart people. And who doesn't want to be a really smart person? Because even yes. that becomes a choice, right? Yeah. I love that. So is there any last tip or suggestion you have for the audience to encourage them to step into action today. Uh, that's really just it is step into action. You know, we get so stuck and so paralyzed and we just believe, well, this is just who I am, or this is just how I react, or this is just how my relationship is. That's just how my husband is, or, 
you know, I, I really have seen dramatic transformations in people, personality changes, total life changes that they didn't see possible. And so, yeah, if anyone out there thinks that there's some opportunity to make things better, go for it, take action, do something today and, and your future self will thank you for it. Click on that link to the Whitney's discovery call and just start there. It's just a conversation. I love that. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And thank you to my audience for continuing to listen. I hope you are enjoying this month's theme of love and how being in that state of love is positively impacting your health. So until next time. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.